0: hey, what's up, listeners? My name's Tyler, and you're listening to Horror is Home podcast. Today, I'm going to be going through episode three of Chucky titled I Like to be Hugged. I've already done the first two episodes of the series previously on my podcast. So go check those out. Since I'll be going through the plot, a spoiler warning is needed. I'm going to take a quick break and then we'll get started. A quick reminder of last week's episode, Jake returns to school after his father's death. One of his bullies, Oliver, invited him over to a Halloween party. Chucky killed the housekeeper at Jake's uncle's, which Chucky tries to convince Jake that he should kill Lexi, so Chucky, disguised as a trick-or-treater, makes his way to the Halloween party. There, he misses his opportunity, but Jake sees Lexi dressed up as Jake's dead dad, being electrocuted. At home, Chucky attempts to push Jake into becoming a killer and hands him his knife. The episode picks up right where last week's left off, Jake and Chucky discussing what it's like to be a killer. Jake doesn't know if he can do it, and Chucky tells him he can if he's pushed hard enough, and Lexi did just that. Chucky tells him how he came to be a killer. He begins his childhood story with a step-by-step basis. Step one, picking your prey. Detective Evans shows up to Jake's school to ask the biology teacher, Ms. Fairchild's help in keeping an eye on Jake. She defends him and declines to help the detective. The teacher looking out for jake lets him know that she set up a meeting between his aunt uncle and lexi's parents to help defuse the situation between the two of them step two really get to know your victim taking chucky's advice jake tracks lexi's running trail and follows her from a distance with a knife in hand he rushes forward to discover it's junior he's been following the whole time he had her phone he takes the phone back to lexi and tells her that she needs to apologize to jake for her dead dad halloween costume inside lexi's sister caroline is throwing a fit The only thing she says besides no is I want Chucky, Chucky's my best friend. In the garage, Jake is practicing attacks with a variety of weapons, showing how much he's leaning towards Chucky's advice. Lexi approaches with a half-hearted apology, then asks for Chucky to give it to her sister. He tells her no and they both storm off. In his room, Jake stabs one of his sculptures repeatedly, which Chucky offers to fix the Lexi problem and takes the butcher knife. At Devin's house, in his room, we hear him working on his podcast. We find out that he was recording his conversation with Jake earlier. His mom overhears and comes into the room to tell him that they cannot be friends anymore. Jake brings Chucky to Lexi's to give to Caroline. Inside, they're playing with the parents in the same room, which Chucky whispers to Caroline that he wants to give Lexi a hug. Lexi and Caroline are watching TV when she gets up. Chucky trailing behind her with a knife, she opens the door to Oliver, Devin, Junior, and several other classmates for a party, so Chucky quickly turns to hide. Meanwhile, at the parent-teacher conference, Logan is waiting on a late breed to arrive. Miss Fairchild brings it to the parents' attention that Lexi has been bullying Jake and shows the video of her dressed up as Jake's dad, Lucas, at the Halloween party. Logan very calmly asks how they could let her do that, and the principal interrupts asking them to talk to their kids at home about moving forward. At the graveyard, Jake visits his mom's grave, saying it never got better, and apologizes to his dad's grave about not being who he wanted him to be. Lexi shows a softer side as she sings Don't Fear the Reaper to her little sister falling asleep. After they leave the room, Chucky then says to Caroline, Hey kid, I'm gonna go kill your sister. Wanna come? Then there's the funny moment where he's tucked in too tight and can't get out of the blanket, so he cuts his way out with his knife. The teens are having a silent disco downstairs. Junior watched with jealousy as Lexi dances with Oliver, who Jake and Chucky pointed out that she has a lot of his pictures saved on her phone during the talent show in the first episode. Caroline follows her sister to the kitchen and tells her that Chucky is gone and warns her that he's going to kill her. Lexi doesn't believe her, of course, and escor- escorts her back to the room. After Lexi begins looking for the doll, we see his POV in the hallway. He runs up with a knife as the door opens, stabbing Oliver in the leg by mistake. Chucky proceeds to stab him repeatedly to death. None of the others can hear him with their headphones on downstairs. Alone in her room, smoking, Lexi sees Chucky's shoes peeking out from the window curtain. She goes to check it out and Chucky comes up behind her and jumps on her back. Now choking Lexi, Chucky laughs as the joint catches the curtain on fire. She turns to see that Chucky is the one strangling her and screams. She throws him off of her. The room's now in flames. Lexi is cowering in the corner and Chucky says, this is for Jake. The partygoers still have no idea what's been happening upstairs. The scene returns to Chucky maniacally laughing, surrounded by fire. While all of this is happening, we also get flashbacks to Chucky's childhood. He awakens to a noise downstairs. He finds his father being murdered, who tells him to run. Chucky's mom comes downstairs and grabs him. They hide in a closet from the killer. He then opens the closet door to see that Chucky has killed his own mother and so began his obsession. In the graveyard, Jake hears the police and firetruck sirens and cradles himself, apologizing for what he's done. The episode ends with Chucky still laughing in the burning room. Not gonna lie, a good part of this episode felt like a filler to me. Then at the end, when Chucky kills Oliver and sets Lexi's room on fire, it felt worth the wait. I don't think Lexi is dead, as it kept flashing back to Chucky laughing, but his knife was clean. They haven't dove any further into Aunt Bree's secrecy, aside from her showing up late to the parent-teacher conference. I feel like the obvious conclusion is an affair, but with Don's writing, I wouldn't be surprised if she were meeting up with an important character like Tiff. I was kind of surprised to see Jake turn so sour by only the third episode, giving in to Chucky and wanting to kill Lexi, but by the end scene of him in the graveyard, I think this will be his turning point to where he won't want to hurt anyone else. If Lexi's still alive, then she'll probably know that Chucky's real, and they'll probably bond with the two characters trying to stop him. For its pacing and the love triangle between Lexi, Oliver, and Junior, which should be over now, Jig's quick change of heart, and Chucky's awesome final scene for the episode, I'd give the episode a three and a half. I really enjoyed it, as I have every episode so far, but I can see the characters finally getting where they should be by hopefully the next episode. I know... In an interview, Jennifer Tilly said after episode five, that's whenever things are really supposed to pop off. So I assume that's where we'll get more of the uh, franchise characters are turning. I'm still really digging this show and I'm excited to see where it's gonna go. To me so far, it's been one of the best horror movie to TV show adaptations. So I'm just really enjoying it. That wraps up today's episode. I might have missed a few Easter eggs. If I did and you know of any, feel free to let me know on Instagram. Send me some recommendations on what you'd like to do for future episodes. Tell me what you like or don't like. Follow me at at Horror Is Home. I also now have a Horror Is Home Facebook page as well. Like the page and I'll be posting episode updates on there. Until next time, I'm Tyler and thanks for listening. (music) Horror is all.